This is KBSX 91.5. I'm Dan Greenwood. For five years, bureaucrats, landowners, and wildlife experts have spent hundreds of millions of dollars to protect a wild chicken called the greater sage-grouse. Some 16 million once roamed 11 western states, but their numbers have dropped by more than 95% as the sagebrush the bird depends on for food and shelter has declined significantly over the last century. Fire invasive grasses, energy development, and other activities are to blame. Later this month, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service will decide if the bird belongs on the endangered species list. Today, we begin a series of reports called Saving the Sage Grouse, as reporter Julie Rose introduces us to the animal. There's a hint of voyeurism in Brian Maxfield's work. In fact, this is one of a map of one of our data. Back in the spring, he strapped transmitters to about a dozen sage grouse in northeastern Utah so he could spy on them. Oh, wow, look at all those. Let's see. Each bird's every move is now a mosaic of color-coded dots on a clipboard he keeps in his pickup. Maxfield is a wildlife conservation biologist for the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources. Today, he is homing in on the blue dot, and he's worried. You can see where she hung out up here. That's yeah, where her yeah. nest was. Yeah. And then after the chicks were old enough, then she moved down to that big meadow where it's a little wetter and there's a lot more bugs. Sage grouse return to the same spots for mating and feeding over and over. So as wildfire development and grazing cut into the landscape, the birds increasingly show up at a favorite spot only to find it no longer suitable. This meadow where the blue dot hen brought her chicks has changed in an important way we'll get to later. But for now, you should know it also happens to be the mating ground where she began her adult life. It's called a lek. Picture a junior high dance floor, says biologist Todd Black, who manages wildlife for the largest private ranch in Utah. The, the boys want to look the best for the girls. And so they're in some open areas that doesn't have a lot of brush where the girls can come and check them out. And what's really interesting is, is the majority of the hens are going to mate with one to two or three males on that leg. Cornell University's ornithology lab captured this audio. That plopping and zipping is the sound of male sage-grouse busting a move. Brilliant white chest feathers all puffed up with two yellowish-green air sacs peeking out. Mating season can last from February through May, says Brian Maxfield. They usually start just before sunrise. The males will fly in. They'll start strutting um, in this spot just over the ridge. You can have up to 100 of them. A sage-grouse male's only job is to mate. After the lek, the hen we're tracking flew to an area with dense sagebrush where she could hide from predators and lay her eggs. She's traveled many miles in search of three distinct landscapes, wide open areas for mating, dense sagebrush for nesting, and less dense brush with easier access to food for her chicks. Sage-grouse are demanding as habitat goes, and that's why biologists like Randy Larson at BYU watch them so closely. They represent, for the sagebrush ecosystem, which is a huge chunk of western North America, sort of an indicator species as to how healthy those systems are. Like the canary in a coal mine, if sage-grouse start to struggle, you can be sure other sagebrush-dependent critters like pygmy rabbits, sage sparrows, and sage thrashers are hurting too. Which is why Brian Maxfield is tracking this hen with such concern. Her transmitter stopped working about a week ago. The last reading came from this mountain meadow. We're like right on the GPS point. But usually what I start doing is just kind of walking lines up and down looking for feathers. 
He's found her. This would be the breastbone right here. Yeah. And so one of the wings. So it's it's been eaten extensively. Probably a hawk, he says, with a twinge of regret. When I look at all the dead trees that a hawk can sit on, um, I think we need to come in that all of these raptor perches should be gone. The trees are remnants of a fire that swept through this popular sage-grouse habitat a decade ago. Tree removal is expensive, so is fighting wildfires, battling invasive cheatgrass, and restricting development or mining in sage country. But those who know the bird say it's the only chance the sage-grouse have. For KBSX News, I'm Julie Rose in Utah.